Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to another episode of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, episode 179. Me and Ethan, just two boys tonight. What's going on, E? Just the two of us. Um, Not a whole lot. Not a whole we lot. We can make Thank it you. if we try, just the two of us. Um, oh, man. We got another Ah, dude. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, let's keep it that way. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but got a listen, short week at work. Listen, you see this right here? You see, see this that? cup? I see that. That's why I you're not think... fucking on it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! You hear that, boys and girls? Uh, I am no longer an honorary too drunk, bro- <laughs> drunk brother member, but I am still JK, drunk. JK, JK. Uh, Ethan. Another Heineken tonight on on tap on the cheap on the. Cheap. I'm back with the old transfusions. Uh, this gets you drunker faster, so that's what we like. I had had half the ingredients. All I needed was the bottle of vodka. So there you go. That's what we are rolling with, ladies and gentlemen. Um, a recap of last week's gambling slate. Absolutely fucking brutal. Uh, Jarek got destroyed, like absolutely destroyed. Ethan lost the whole point five units. Yeah, he barely lost anything. (laughs) I have to eat the chip. Has to eat the chip. It's not fun. Thank you, thank you to uh, running Nevada. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you to Nevada for screwing me over. Also, thank you to um. Duke for missing a kick in overtime that would could have eventually ended up making them cover. And also thank you to Air Force for losing a game in which you were an 11-point favorite. So and that's about all I have to say. Thank you to myself for taking Kansas State spread instead of Kansas State money line and costing me three units hey, this week. Hey, hey, you got to listen to next time. Uh, not myself. Your daddy. I'm I your daddy. say that. I'm your daddy. You know. How, how do I bet Kansas State minus two though, and they win by one? Fuck that. But we Fuck. told you. We told you that it was going to happen. And the nine. You, you, you tried to get an extra twenty yeah. points. Uh huh. Because money line was minus one thirty. Give me the value, man. An give extra twenty points. How was it? How worth it was that? <laughs> Well, I'm still uh, 13 units ahead, so I will take it for now. Uh, you're like seven, 17 a, a units ahead of me. But regardless, um, I'm not backing out on the challenge. I am doing it next week. Jarrett, 
I don't know if he was drunk when he told me, but he told me that he was buying me the channel Saturday. So that sounds great. I think that's fair. He needs to buy it for me. If not, I guess I'll just pick it up from like 7-Eleven or something on the way home from work one day. But I'm doing it next week and like I'm not dreading it. The more I think about it, it's like how hot can a chip really be? And the thing is, even if it's super fucking hot, it's not going to last forever. You just got to do it. You got to get over <laughs> it. If you suffer for about 15 minutes, it is what it is. I know. I'm probably going to fucking bitch and whine <laughs> about it. So it's not going to be fun. And the thing is, I try to wash it down with beer and it's going to make it worse. Yeah. You see, one of the three drunk brothers is going to be on the road this weekend. And I tried to convince the other one to come up with me. And we could have done the chip challenge there <laughs> on while we were tailgating. And it could have been a real. It's not time. my fault <laughs> that I don't have enough employees to work for me. I have to work this weekend, so that's one of the big reasons why I couldn't. But I wish I could be there. Um, wish, hope you have a fun time. I will. I will be sending my best wishes to you because I know you'll be very drunk. Um, <laughs> yes. Outside of that, gambling picks, ladies and gentlemen, they haven't been good to start the year. We know that. We are very much aware. But we still have over half a season to turn it around. Well, we have, we have a lot of time left. So you might think you're losing money now if you're tailing. But just wait until we start winning. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. Um, let's recap <clears throat> this week's NFL. Let's do it. Let's start with um, the, the game that happened most recently, the Monday night game. What, yeah. what the hell was that? That I mean, I, I'm gonna say overall it was an entertaining game, but there were just some really, some really like dead moments. Also, just the play calling on the Raiders side of the football was just mind blowing to me. I mean, we talked about it all last night off air, obviously, because we're not talking about it right now. Is that the Chiefs were very stingy against the run D, and yet Josh Jacobs ran the ball 21 times and had a shit ton of success, and it just made no sense. And then on the other side of that, they were running the ball with him at the worst times. You got a minute and a half left in the game. You got one timeout and you're running the ball. It just it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, the the play calling was abysmal to say the least. Uh running two minute drill when you're and you're doing shotgun halfback draws at the middle. Like granted, they were getting they were getting good yards, don't get me wrong. But then they would do it in instances where the, he would get stopped twice, and then you're sec, then you're third and long, and you got to throw the ball, and then you're punting it away. It's like, eh, maybe you should try to do something different. You went out, you got one of the top wide receivers on the market, one of the top wide receivers in the NFL, and he's getting like under five catches a game. I think is what he's averaging. Not great. Uh, he could be getting targeted, sure, but I mean, we know, we've seen some of the targets that, that you get whenever you have Derek Carr at QB. They need to get that offense more diversified. I mean, I I know they're pa- they're like passing, running fifty percent of the time, like half and half. It's literally split. It needs to be more of a pass heavy uh, game because we've obviously seen that it has not worked for them, given that they are one and four through the first five weeks. This is the first uh, week. Oh no, it still wasn't a wide receiver because Johnson's a fullback, so they've still only completed passes to three wide receivers on their team, and it's Renfro, Matt Collins, and Devontae Adams, correct? 
I believe so. Unless because, someone yeah, Orsted is, is a tight end, and then Josh Jacobs, Bolden's a running back. Yeah, it's still just three wide receivers have caught a pass I mean, all year. It's yeah, the the diversification hey, for expanding my vocabulary. That's a big uh, word, Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, I mean, it's just not great. Josh McDaniels, after that performance last night, he needs to reevaluate uh, his gameplay moving forward. On the other hand, I think there's one thing we can talk about before we move on from this game is the roughing the passer call. Uh, yeah. While yes, I will. I'm not defending anything. Horrible call. We all, we bet the Raiders. I don't know if you did. Me and Jared did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a terrible call. Whatever. Uh, well, it did benefit them. They still only got three points out of it. And then you flip that on the other side. That holding call. Whenever they kicked the field goal. Awful. That missed. So they missed the field goal. Holding call, get a first down, go and end up scoring a touchdown. So that's seven point swing for the Chiefs. So theoretically, the refs made up for it in their favor because that whole like, what is that? That is the most bullshit call I've ever seen. I don't understand how you can get a defensive holding call on a field goal for any reason. What it, is it? It's any reason. Is the holder going to fucking pick up the ball and run straight through that hole? Yeah. Like, what is going on? We were it talking was one last of the linemen going out for a fucking catch because I don't think so. Like, I, yeah, I don't, like, I don't care what the rules are. It's just, it should never be called for any reason. No, unless it's a clear fake and then they're holding like cool, yeah. whatever. But yeah, so they, they kind of got themselves back on that. So, I mean, all the, the only other thing about the call. Yeah. The only other thing that I would say about this game is that it was heartbreaking for me in two ways. The first way is that I had a parlay. The last leg of my parlay was Derek Carr, 250 plus oh. passing up. He finished with 241, and that overturned call with the Devontae Adams catch ruined my entire night. And then on the other side of things, um, another heartbreaker is that the two leading receivers were both former Packers in MVS and Devontae Adams. So after watching what the Packers did this past weekend and then seeing those two ball out, uh, just really hurts my feelings even more. So rough weekend to be a sports fan for me, obviously for Jarrett and Travis as well. We could talk about baseball if we want to. We're not gonna gonna... everyone but the Phillies, the Yankees, and the Dodgers and the Astros. (laughs) Yeah, so that that leaves the Braves, the Mariners, and the the Guardians. Guardians. And yeah. And one of the yeah. Either way, yeah, we're not going to talk about our own teams right now. A little bit of a heartbreak. Um, other than that, what's a big slate or a big game that you want to talk about that might have had some controversy or something that, that was a good game to watch? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the exact opposite here, and I don't want to talk about it for more than ten seconds. But I just have one question: Can this week's Thursday night game be worse than last week's Thursday night game? Oh can't can because I legitimately think it somehow could. And that was the worst game of all time. I don't think I don't think it I don't think it is. I think it might be one of those that is bad on paper because we get some of those. They're bad on paper and they end up being a very solid game. I think we might get that this week. I hope. I hope. I hope that I have a play. Nice. I don't want to talk about it too much because I, ha- I yep. do have a play in this yep. game. That's fair. For one of my picks. So I don't want to talk about that too much. Uh but yes, last week, Thursday night game, horrendous. The Broncos suck. Uh looks great for Ethan's 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ass tap bet. Yep. However, mine happen. mine is not looking good because. Well, yours also is. Remember, we null and voided it because I, I feel no I feel dirty knowing and voiding it because I did bet on it. So I I feel like if I lose the bet, I I should lose. But I mean, they're so much better team with Jimmy G. It's not even funny. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. What do we want to talk about? Um. Good game. I think that we both feel like the team is not that great, or at least definitely not as good as we thought they were going to be, was that Chargers-Browns game. I think overall was a good game to watch, but just was tough in terms of the way it ended. I mean, we we both covered barely. <laughs> we got lucky barely. There, but, uh, what is it? Brandon Staley, right? Is Yes, a moron. A, a moronic coach. Yeah. I don't understand any of his thought processes that go through his head during the games. But I mean, we said this last year. He's just as dumb as what Anthony Lynn was. Yeah, he makes stupid decisions. It's almost like between him and Kevin Stefanski, he can be the bigger idiot, and that's who's going to win the game. Uh, but the Chargers did end up winning, and it was a very, very, very much needed win. Put them at three and two. Still yeah. not impressed with them though at all. I just their offense should be so much better than it is, and it blows my. I mean, it doesn't blow my mind because again, it comes down a little bit to the play calling. Um, are Justin Herbert's ribs still affecting him a little bit? Maybe. I don't know if it, sh- it should be making this much of a difference because he just hasn't really impressed me. I, I mean, coming into the season, I thought he was going to be an MVP candidate, and as of right now, that's just not the case. So not that they're bad. They're just definitely not as good as what we we thought they could have been. Maybe a little yeah. overhyped. I mean, when you think about it, too, their wide receivers, I mean, they, they need Keenan Allen back bad yeah. because this week uh, – they had Mike Williams, who led the team in receiving 134 yards, 10 catches, two running backs behind him, and then Joshua Palmer had three catches for 24 yards. Like, you need that guy back. On the flip side of the ball, the Cleveland Browns are much better than I expected them to be with Jacoby Brissett behind the helm. Yep. I mean, at being at two and three and putting up the fights that they have is pretty incredible. Uh, Nick Chubb, I mean, he's he might be – He's RB one this year. I was gonna. I think yeah. I, outside of fantasy, I think he is still the best running back in the NFL. I mean, they the the Browns literally this season won by two, lost by one, lost by or won by twelve, lost by three, lost by two. They, every single game that they've lost has been within three points, and every game that they've won, well, they won one pretty outside handily. of one. Yeah, yeah, like close games every single week, and like you said. Shocking with Jacoby Brissett, I think that Nick Chubb has really taken on and been like, all right, I'm going to put y'all on my back. We're going to make this happen. Um, and then defense has played well overall, too. So, yeah, definitely played better than I thought. If they somehow happen to get Deshaun Watson back week 12 and they have any shot at a wild card, could happen. I mean, I mean they could they could very well be 5-0 and right now, which is yeah, crazy to insane. think about. But on the flip side of things, they could be 1-4. and four. I, don't, I think they, they win that. Steelers game, no matter what, but yep. I think they very well could have and should have lost that Panthers game. So they could be one and four. 
So either way, that game, yeah, it was good. I had that on my side screen and got to see a good amount of that game because there's a lot of scoring in it. Um, The Lions. This is the game I want to talk about. Not that it was exciting, but mm-hmm. I saw a lot of chatter on on Twitter and online about should Dan Campbell be fired? Sorry, I was taking a drink. Um, I... That's a tough one for me because he's a big culture guy, right? And I feel like that he creates a good culture there. But cool. Again, we talk about it with Eli Drinkwitz too. It's just like you can create a culture, you can bring in guys, you can set a tone. But if you can't manage a game well, which I feel like that he doesn't necessarily do a bad job at it, but some of the some of those big moments I think falls a little bit flat. And then you come out in a game like this when you're the highest scoring offense in the league. And you get blanked by the Patriots is is not a great look either. So. Yeah, I mean, early on in October too, so it's not like Foxborough's like a fucking frozen right. tundra. Uh, jinx, can't speak. <laughs> um, but yeah, at, at the same time, culture I feel like does not directly correlate with wins, and we've oh, seen that with not. teams. Yeah. It can help. It can help bring in new players. It can help like build camaraderie and like everything, and like help the team mesh as a total which we've seen now with the offense grant like why they were the number one scoring offense heading into this week but at the same time it i mean it's not going to win you games you're still the coach that you are and i think as a coach himself he could be in in the football like in a football program in some fashion but i don't think he's a head coach yeah uh, again like we compare it to Eli Drinkwitz, I I think Eli Drinkwitz has a very very good place in football in the football world. It's just not as a head coach. Like, how many first round picks, early draft picks are you going to give him before you're like, okay, yep, you haven't really turned this around anywhere. I'm not saying that they have a scrub of a quarterback, but I mean you have Jared Goff who went to the Super Bowl at one yep. point. Like he's not a horrible rookie quarterback. Like he's experienced. He's been around the league. Yep. Uh, and I get, we haven't seen Jamison Williams yet. Don't get me wrong, but you've had plenty of other early round draft picks that have been they playing have for the, the past weapons. years. They have, you the, have weapons. the weapons. Yeah. Jamison Williams is going to make that offense more dynamic, but what more do you need when you're already the highest scoring offense in the league? If you have yeah. DeAndre Swift, uh, Josh Reynolds, who has been solid for that team, TJ Hawkinson, and Amon Ross St. Brown, who's been one of the best up and coming wide receivers of the last few years. You have no excuses to not put up any points. On the flip side of things, uh, Bailey Zappi. <laughs> um, the second coming of Brady. Not, not, I'm not <laughs> saying that, but I mean, you come out and you win a game 29 to nothing. Mac Jones doesn't and, do that very often. And the fight they put up <laughs> that he put up against the Packers the week before that Packers probably should have lost that game. That's what I'm but, saying. Hey, I mean, they might've found something with him. We, I mean, maybe not we, but I definitely shit talked that draft pick just like all their other draft picks last year. Maybe, I, maybe we're wrong. I, I didn't because I enjoyed betting on him when he was at Western Kentucky. Cause the dude just fucking threw the ball yep. everywhere. He didn't against the Lions, which was kind of surprising, but Ramondre Stevenson ran everywhere, which maybe yeah. they were defending the pass and kind of let him run everywhere. But either way, I want to talk about that. I think Dan Campbell, he is definitely on his way out. There's no light at the end of the tunnel for him. 
at all. No, you got to turn this season around. I said at the beginning of the year, I was super high on them and they've shown flashes of me being somewhat right about that, but they, it's not correlating to wins. And that's, if what, you, that's what all is. It's wins. If, if your ownership, how many wins are you looking to get out of him and that team this year before you would be like, okay, I think it's time that we let him go. What do you, what, uh, what's like your cap? My, I mean, my like expectation, if your ownership, you know, as, as a fan, you're like, eh, you know, if we win five, six games this year, that's, that's a good improvement. I, as with the expectations, the offense that you had coming into the year and the hope around it with the draft picks that you had, if you're not winning seven to eight games uh, and you've had, what is this his third year? And the first year you went one and 15, I think 16. Is this 15. his third or is this second? It's his third. I'm almost positive. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not thinking correctly, but either way, if it's his third year, I think that you've, you, you gotta, you gotta put seven, eight wins on the board. That's still not even 500. That's, that's not asking a lot. That's a lot. That's asking a lot from this team. So yeah, this is the second year. They went okay. three, 13 and one. I think they'll probably go something similar again this year. You can give them a third year, but again, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. They're, well, I mean, seven to eight wins now. Yes. That's at the beginning of the season though. That would have been my beginning of the season expectation because I think that they've, as, again, as ownership, as a fan, different story as like realistic expectations. But I feel like with ownership and you seeing the improvements that you made, I don't know. I'm not an owner. I could be talking out of my ass, but I, I would just, I would want to see more than a six win team. Cause I would want to see that every year. So, well, it doesn't help because their schedule coming up is pretty tough. They got the Cowboys, yeah. the dolphins, the Packers. They're staring at one and seven right in the face. Yep. Right. In the face. Especially they, if dolphins get to a back, which they should. They, I mean, they'll have them back by, by, yeah, the 30th for sure. And then you got the bears in Chicago, which, you know, division rivalry, never tough, never easy. Then you're going at the giants, tough bills, Jags, Vi- I mean, Vikings. <sighs> I don't see them getting four wins this year. No. Yeah. And Vikings, they've looked a lot better as long as it's not a primetime game. I think they're the, they, as it pains me to say it, they might be the best team in the North. And I really didn't think that coming into the season, but they had, it is not a primetime game. You also said that the lions, I know we're going to be better, better than, the Vikings. than Vikings. And I held on to that for the first few weeks of the season, even with the losses. Cause they just looked so damn good on offense, but yeah, you and Jerry right. both were not, were not very big on the Vikings. And I was like, I don't know. We'll go boys pump the brakes. But either way, <laughs> That is where we are at. Still not sold in the Patriots, so I still think they're pretty like middle of the road team. Definitely not playoff contenders. No. Um, let's talk about the. Oh, we can talk. I guess we can talk a little bit about the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Geno Smith, he is either really good or really bad, and there's no in between. So I don't, I don't see Drew Lock getting any playing time this year. No, I don't think so either. And it's partially one because of how consistent Gino is in terms of his completion percentage. Now it doesn't ever equate into, you know, he might throw for 77 completion percentage, but he's thrown 20 passes for 160 yards. But like, I, you're right. If you're going to continue to complete passes, that's probably enough for this team to just ride with you for the year. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. Like he'll be, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. You know, 10 for 13 with 65 yards and they'll be down by 14 points, but it's like, well, I guess he's completing passes. So we'll just keep doesn't trot put out there. a fun product on the field. And I've seen so many, he, maybe, he did make some good plays on Sunday, he but does. outside of that, it, not that he does a lot, but there's just like one or two plays a game. Whereas you give Drew Locke that opportunity, he's making four or five of those a game, but Whatever. Well, that's that's my thing, right? Is like Gino Gino's not a bad quarterback in the NFL. Like he he has proven that he can hold his own. But my thing is, and I've seen Seahawks fans say it on Twitter and Drew Locke fans say it on Twitter as well, is if you're not competing, and right now it's like the Seahawks are in between that, are we gonna compete and are we not? And I don't think they are. It's like put a more fun product on the field out there for your fans. Cause I've seen Seahawks fans that are like, I'd rather see Drew Locke throw the ball 60 yards downfield and throw two picks a game, but maybe throw for 300 yards and a couple touchdowns, then watch Geno Smith throw a three-yard out route every single play or throw a screen pass or throw a little dump-off pass the entire game and just have the most boring offense that you can put on the field um, for four quarters a game. I, it's like lose-lose because you're either going to lose games or you're going to um, watch a boring product on the field. But if you're not trying to play for the playoffs give your fan give your fans something to watch that's my thing yeah i agree I figure we touch on that because you know we're always hyping drew lock so i figured i'd give him a little bit of attention <laughs> just but just a little bit that's all he's getting <laughs> um oh let's see last what thing. else do we got what do you last got? thing i want to touch on and if you have anything else cool is the god-awful roughing the passer call on tom brady like we talked about the the one in the Chiefs game last night, that that one in that Falcons Bucks game literally cost the Falcons the opportunity to win. Like you were down six points, it was a third and four. You sack Brady, they barely even touched the dude roughing the passer. First down, game over. Like it's insane to me. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty rough. I didn't I didn't see it in real time. I've seen replays of it. And it's just like, I don't know how you call that. I don't know what, like, 
you're, you're trying to drag him down is what you're doing. Like, are we just going to, you just can't sling the quarterback around anymore. Right. Well, it's like, it's like tackle him softer. That was a flag, but the throw on Tua the other week where he like got slammed to the ground, wasn't a roughing the passer. Right. It's it's that was 10 times worse of, of a takedown. And what really bugged me about it is if I'm remembering correctly, because I did watch it in real time, they did not throw the flag until after Brady looked up, threw his hands up like, hey, you're going to do something about that? And then they threw the flag. They didn't throw it when they saw it. They threw it when they saw Brady bitch about it. Yeah, it was real. Uh, going off topic, there was one play. There was one or two plays in the Dolphins-Jets game, which granted the end of the scheme, grand scheme of things didn't pan out to be a huge ordeal. Right. But where there was a flag thrown like, I'm not even shitting you like six seconds after the play was over. Then they like threw it late and the announcer's like, Oh, there's a flag on the field. Now when the putting unit was about to come out and then it yep. gave him a first down, it's like, what are we doing here? Just stick to your guns. You, you call it in real time. You call it. If you don't, then yep. don't call it. You can't throw it because people are bitching at you. Like these, that's like lost this year, man. It's bad. That's like calling. That's like calling a runner out and then be like, Oh wait, wait, everyone's yelling. Oh, he's safe. Like, yeah, it's literally what you're doing yep. to an extent. So it's, it's bad. Oh, last night on the field, I don't even know what the call was. I just remember glancing up at my TV and after like some discussion between the refs, one of the refs like walks over and he's like looking around in the stadium, like he's fucking lost and then just <laughs> drops a flag on the field. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, what were you looking for? Were you, were you like waiting to see if people were looking before you dropped the flag? Like it, I, I, they literally look lost out there, and it's it's hard to watch. They want their TV time, man. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, they do. want their TV time. Shit needs to be changed. I think instead of overprotecting people, I think obviously everyone can agree with this. I can hit the quarterback as long as you're not drilling them in the head, targeting them in the head. You will hit them however fucking hard you want. That's that's my thing. Is like I understand the head thing, and I'm glad they made some changes to to like limit head to head, like helmet to helmet contact, like hard hits to the the neck and head area. But what are we doing about like, oh, you can't land on the quarterback now with your full body weight. Yeah. Like what, what is that? What is that going to do? Like people, people break their collarbones. My thing is like, how do you stop that? If you're, if you make a full form tackle the way you're supposed to be, you're going to land on them. Like you just wanted to like, just like, try to hurt themselves so they don't land on the quarterback. It's kind of, it's just some bullshit. Stephen A. Smith said it best this morning. He was talking and he was like, you might as well just put flags on them. If you're, if you're going to be like that, you might as well put fucking flags on them. And you, the way you can, so I'm saying it's going to end up being, it's like, yep. you don't get to tackle and you just kind of wrap your arms around. It's going to be like fucking practice. Yep. Literally. So, um, two more things that I want to touch on before we move on. The Dallas Cowboys and their situation. They have, I think we can all say, the best defense in uh, the NFL. They have not allowed over 20 points to an opponent outside of of the Giants game, which is impressive. So, yeah. And then they only allowed, or no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Did I say that wrong? They haven't, allowed, they haven't allowed over 20 <laughs> points at all all year long. Yeah. I was looking at the I was looking at it wrong. They lost to the Bucks 19-3 when when Dak got hurt. Cooper Rush took over and then they just decided, hey, we're gonna step up and play for him. Uh granted, 
Cooper Rush hasn't played bad, but he's definitely not the reason they're winning games. And everyone's like, oh, could he take Dak's spot? No. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. There's not a quarterback controversy in Dallas, regardless of what people say. Now, may they move on from Dak and try to trade. I don't know when his contract ends, but try to trade him or yeah. ditch him. Sure. But when he comes there, back, there will be a quarterback controversy in my eyes. If Cooper Rush comes out next week, beats the Eagles on the road, and then Dak comes back the week after and loses at home to the, I think the Lions, that, that, then there'd be a quarterback controversy. So after that Rams game, you guys are giving me shit a little bit. How does my, my Cowboys at number five sound for you now? Yeah, I wasn't looking pretty you good shit about it. I was, that was Jarrett and then one of our friends, Jesse, who's an Eagles fan. So he's going to be pissed about anything <laughs> the Cowboys ever. So, well, he's, he's going to be pissed about the next topic I wanted to cover too before <laughs> we move on. And that's the Eagles. I'm sorry. Even though they won, this game showed me all the doubts about them that I need to have for the rest of the season. Uh, they very well could have lost and should have been taken overtime if it weren't for Matt Amendola. Don't know why the fuck any team signs him right now. Missing in that, missing in the, kick as time expired or at the end of the game and only beat the Cardinals by three points. And they didn't look that great altogether. They really yeah. didn't. Well, we talked about it for the past couple of weeks. They might, they might finish this season 16 and one 15 and two, but it's going to be the softest 15 and two 16 and one that you've ever seen. So um, I, I agree with you. I, they're not a powerhouse. They're not like some dominant force. They've played really bad teams. And the minute they played even a halfway decent team and the Cardinals who are average to slightly above average at best, maybe um, they get a little bit of exposed. I think they're going to get a little more exposed this weekend when that defense steps up the Cowboys defense to the plate and shuts that offense down a little bit. And then the Eagles defense has to really play. Um, and then we'll see what happens from there. I mean, the Steelers don't look good. Uh, the Texans are the Texans. The commanders are the commanders, but that's my thing, right? It's like, <laughs> They play a very easy schedule, like, and that's this, gonna bite them in the ass in the playoffs. This might be the hard like the Cowboys are probably the hardest team they're gonna play all year long. It Especially really with the is. way the Packers have been playing. That's that's yeah. not a uh as tough of a matchup as I thought Especially, it was gonna be. Mainly so. defense the defense plays a big key in it. So I'm actually really excited for Sunday night football this week. You get to see the Eagles have their toughest challenge of the season so far, maybe the toughest challenge of the season in yep. general. Granted, I know it is in Philly, but we will see the real Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. So I'm excited yeah. for that. Um outside, I think that's all I had. Yep. Um yeah, that's it. We already covered Monday Night Football. So we'll move on. We covered a little bit further than what we usually do because there's no Jarrett. So obviously the the runtime is a little lower. We're going to move on unless Ethan needs a break. Nope, but All I right. need a beer. So you, you introduce the topic while I grab a beer. All right. We are going to move into an, the next segment. Um, I know we, we do some some different things around here very often which we like to mix things up we don't like to do the same segment every other week or some bullshit so we're doing name that player we each have three players we are gonna rip off their stats so you get to take guess you don't get it right you take a drink for every hint you need extra of 
you take a drink until you get the player right. So I'll let Ethan go first. Beautiful. And uh, we'll see how we go. All right. For starters, this first player has 412 rushing yards on the season. They have also scored three touchdowns. They average just under five yards a carry, and they only have 57 receiving yards through five games. Any guesses so far? So they have how many rushing yards? I'm sorry. 412. They're fifth right now in the league in rushing yards. And are there three rushing touchdowns all, or are the three touchdowns all rushing touchdowns? They are all rushing touchdowns, yes. 57 receiving yards, I believe, on 13 catches. Hmm. That's tough. He has more rushing yards than Derrick Henry. Man, now you got me thinking. (laughs) Is it James Robinson? It is not James Robinson. Damn. All right, give me another hint. I will give you a hint. This this might be too big of a hint, but I'm going to do it anyways because I think it's fair. He is an AFC South running back. And it is not James Robinson. What? (laughs) What? Any guesses again? Or do you want another hint? Is it is it Travis Etienne? No. It is not. He is a rookie. Bro, bro, what? AFC South. Do you need the do you need the teams in the South? It's it's not. I already told you he had more rushing yards than Derrick Henry, so it can't be him. (laughs) Oh. Damian Pierce. Yes, there you go. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. God damn it. All right, well. More rushing yards than Derrick Henry this year. Fifth in the league. I mean, it's because of his two big blowout games. But, uh, yeah, he's been he's been impressive since they gave him the workload. Yeah, for real, for real. All right, here's mine. He has 69 nice rushing attempts. <laughs> 222 yards. Two total touchdowns. That's a little over three yards a carry. Averaging 3.2 yards a carry. Yep. Oh, who's been getting stuck? one of the lowest in the of the starting running backs? God. My first guess would have been Josh Jacobs, but after last night, I know that's no longer <laughs> the case. Um so yeah, I think he's actually pretty high on yards per carry. Yeah. He might have been beforehand, too. I just felt like he wasn't getting the yards, but I could have been Same. wrong. But either way, he definitely doesn't now. Two total um, touchdowns, one rushing. Two total touchdowns. So he does have a receiving yard. Uh-uh. Or a receiving touchdown. I've got two guys that are coming to my mind. I don't know if it's this one, but I'm going to go for it anyways. Is it Kareem Hunt? It is not Kareem Hunt. I feel like that's probably a horrible guess. He probably has like fucking five yards of carry. He is. <laughs> I know he has a couple touchdowns. He is. In the AFC North, though. Okay, that was my that was my. I gotta take a drink first, but that was my second guess. I know you'll probably get it here. Is it Joe Mixon? It is not Joe Mixon. No. Take another drink. Fuck! It's it's fucking. Uh, 
Steelers running back, Jesus Christ, don't say his name. <laughs> wow. Well, whoever the fucking running back was, and the, dude, why can't I? Uh, Najee Harris, Jesus Christ. There you go. There you go. It is Najee Harris. Najee Harris. He is fucking That's having a, a god-awful year. Joe Mixon, I I have to imagine, is not averaging a lot of yards per carry either, though, in that offense right I now. I think he might have. I think he has probably. He's got to have more attempts. Maybe. Yeah, that's actually very true. I didn't even. He has ninety six. Yeah, I should have thought about that before I took my. I was going off yards, but it's pretty similar. Three hundred two yards, so he's three point one yards a carry, and he also only has one rushing touchdown. So fairly similar, but the attempts thing. Yep, that's way off. All right, all right, here we go. Number two, this individual has four hundred seventeen receiving yards. They are sixth in the league in receiving yards. <laughs> Three it's, Hollywood, it's Hollywood Brown. Wow. <laughs> I have him. I have him on that my was sheet. Your one. <laughs> Incredible. I looked at like 417. All right. We'll hold pick on, hold a different, on. We'll pick hold a different on. one. Uh, pop quiz then. Who else has 417 receiving yards this year? Okay. They are tied for sixth. In receiving yards this year, do you have um, his? Do you have the other person's stats pulled? Up? I do. This could yes. be your. This could be your other person. Yeah, I'll throw it in here. Um, he has. So I said 417 receiving yards. Obviously, sixth in the league. He has one touchdown on the season. Um, he's averaging about 14 and a half yards per reception. Um, and he's played in every single game this year. That's really all I got right now. No rushing yards, to my knowledge. No rushing yards, 417. He said one touchdown? One touchdown. Uh, DK Metcalf. It is not DK Metcalf. He does have one rush for five yards, though. Take a drink. No touchdown. Um, AFC West. Did you tell me how many receptions he had? No, but I can tell you that really fast because I had to pull him up right off the top of my head. He has... On the season, 29 receptions on 46 targets. AFC West, uh, 417. Is Tyler Lockett? It is not Tyler Lockett. I was going to say, I think AFC West. Have... Not an FC. Oh, AFC West. Sorry, yeah. my bad. I won't make you drink since you uh, guessed it. I'll wrong. drink anyway. Fuck it. It's two drunk brothers, <laughs> baby. Um, so Broncos, AFC East, West. Chargers. Oh, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be Mike Williams. It is not Mike Williams. Fuck. It is not Mike Williams. Mike Williams is actually, I want to say, like below tenth in the league in receiving yards. Um, how many touchdowns? Just one. And I'll give you another hint. You and Jarrett were really high on this person last week. Particularly when it came to fantasy football. Really <laughs> high on this person last week. Was it Matt Collins? No. Well, you, fuck me. It? Fuck me. No, you, I don't want it. Okay, I don't want okay. it. Here's your other hint. Uh, his quarterback has not no. played very well this season. <laughs> what college do you go to? Fuck, bro. I don't know. Give me one second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what 
fucking college he went to. Um, which might give you a hint in itself. Well, let's find out though. He went to SMU. Southern what the fuck? University. 2018 NFL draft. Who the fuck went to SMU in the AFC West? This is a brain buster. At, well, that's why I didn't choose him and I chose Hollywood Brown instead. What? I was going to go with him originally, but I was like, ah, that might be tough. SMU. AFC West. I was high on him last week. Yeah. At least for fantasy. When I asked, I asked starter sit and you said, oh, you're starting him until he. Oh, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. (laughs) Bro. It's call me crazy. I had no idea where Cortland Sutton went to college, and I know where a lot of people went to college. That's why I had to look it up. Wow! <laughs> you said where did he go to college? I, had, I did not know that. I thought he went to a like a my, a bigger school than that. Yeah, my next hint was going to be uh, that Drew Locke used to throw passes to him, and then I figured that might have given it away. But yeah, it was Cortland Sutton. He's tied for six in the league in receiving yards. He's had a pretty decent season for a team that absolutely is abysmal on offense. So yeah, for real. All right, that was crazy. Made me drink a lot. I don't appreciate you. All right, I got one for you. Maybe I'll give you a little brain buster. This guy has had 21 catches. All right, so let that sink in. 21 okay. receptions through five five games. Yep. Oh, 338 yards okay. and three touchdowns. Okay. 338 yards. 21 receptions. So he's averaging like Four target or four receptions a game, I should say. Hopefully, his average is sixteen yards a catch. If that helps, and it's not. I'm 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 just gonna rip one off right off the bat. Is it Devonte Adams? It's not Devonte Adams because <sighs> he hasn't been getting the targets that he's been used to. So I figured, you know, averaging like four <sighs> targets a game. Uh, mm. I don't want to give you the conference off right away. That's fine. Here we, I'll give you this. Yards. This might help you a little bit. He is number 13. Like his number that he wears on his jersey. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Number 13. Okay, I have a question. Qu- did answer. he get traded in the offseason? Or should I? did he switch teams in the offseason? He did switch teams in the offseason. Christian Kirk. Fuck you. That's some <laughs> bullshit. You shouldn't be able to ask that. You should have just fucking guessed. It would have been a lot better had you just guessed uh, who it was. That's true. That's true. Because I was I was thinking you, well, you really you really don't want to drink your beer that bad. <laughs> <laughs> With all the number changes in the offseason too, though, I was really trying to think of who 13s were. Didn't Keenan Allen used to wear number 13? Or am I crazy? Does he not still? He might still. He might still. I I he hasn't fucking played this year, so I have no idea. Oh, I thought I think Mike Williams is 10. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. 
I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. And he used to be like 81, Mike Williams did, before yeah. Oh, he so, is. 81. I don't know. Either way, he is. 81. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. In my mind. No, Justin Herbert's ten. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Keenan Allen's always been thirteen, though. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. That was my other guess, but and then I was starting to think about it, and I was like, "Well, he hasn't played. Well, so. he has sixty-six no, yards, yeah. so that's no way be a big he has no. that amount of yards." <laughs> all right. I was thinking of other thirteens, but all right, cool. I got one more for you. Um, this individual has two hundred and sixty-seven receiving yards on. As soon as I can pull it up, because I forgot to put the amount of catches, but he has three touchdowns on the season. Um, and like I said, th- 267 yards on 34 catches. Sorry, 34 targets and 19 catches. So 19 catches for 267 yards. He is averaging about 14 yards a catch, three touchdowns on the season. I'm going to go on a limb just to guess because I would shoot myself in the face if I didn't know this. I don't know how many touchdowns he has, though. It's a Jalen Waddle. It is not Jalen Waddle. My first hint to you, because I hope this will narrow it down but still not make it too easy, he is not a wide receiver. Austin Eckler. It is not Austin Eckler. My next hint to you is that it is not a running back. <laughs> uh, obviously, I kind of figured that because he's the biggest yeah. uh, ca- pass catching. So, give me the stats again: nineteen catches, two hundred and sixty-seven yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Zach Ertz. It is not Zach Ertz, but you fuck right me. Track. You're getting me drunk. Um, <laughs> this individual had most of their yards, targets, and touchdowns in one game. T.J. Hawkinson. Yes, it is T.J. Hawkinson. Let's go, baby! <laughs> yeah, that 12 catch or whatever, 179 yards. That was going to be my next touchdown. guess, regardless, because there's not very many tight ends that have had a lot of touchdowns anyway. So, yep. All right, ready? I got a different, different uh, position throwing your way. I mean, obviously, it's, I'm ready. It's easy. He has 1,327 yards. So the quarterback. Seven touchdowns. <laughs> Five picks and one rushing touchdown. I feel like I already know who this is because I was looking up stats earlier on quarterbacks and I saw that seven touchdown, five interception line, but I cannot think of who it was off the top of my head. Um, You said in one rushing touchdown? In one rushing touchdown. Well, it's not Justin Fields because he doesn't have anywhere near 1,300 passing yards. No. Seven touchdowns, five picks. Is it Russell Wilson? 
Um, thirteen hundred receiving yards. Is that in the top five in passing yards this year? Let me look it up. So I'm trying to think of who the top five are. I know Mahomes is up there, but he has like 15 touchdowns and one interception, which is stupid. <laughs> uh, that is ninth in passing ninth. yards. Oh, so it's, so it's not Carson Wentz. Is that a guess? Yes. Wrong. Take a drink. Because nope. he's <laughs> Carson Wentz, I think, is fourth in the in the league in uh, passing yards right now, which is crazy. God, top 10, but you're right on the cusp of it. Seven touchdowns, five interceptions. <coughs> I feel like Kirk Cousins has thrown more passing touchdowns than that. Um, Why did I just sound like Andrew Tate right there? <laughs> I feel like Kirk Cousins has thrown more touchdowns than that. Um, <laughs> for the people who don't know who Andrew Tate is, be glad that you don't. Um, fuck, dude. Jared Goff. Well, no, they're the highest scoring offense in the league. Ready? So there's no way he's only at seven. Ready for another hit? Picks, but Take fucking, a drink. Fucking another hint. Go for it. He went to Michigan State. Oh, so it is Kirk Cousins. It is Kirk Cousins. God, why didn't I just say that at first? <laughs> He's only going for seven touchdowns. Yeah, which like is, isn't that now. impressive? Why is my camera so out of yeah, focus? Yeah, you're blurry right now. I thought I was drunk. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, it's probably just super out of focus. Wipe your lens, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to wipe my lens. <laughs> well, it, un- it unblurred when you did that. Uh Cool. Oh, it's still blurry. I don't know. We'll ride with it. We ain't using this video. That's true. It's just got to be. It's got to be good for next week when I do my one chip challenge. This is true. This is true. I got. I better dress up. I guess. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there he goes. I'll put a suit on for. You. Um. Do you have one more, or was that? Oh, that was your third. That, that was, was it. Third. Yeah, yep. we're all, right. all good. That was uh because we both had Hollywood Brown, which is wild. There's a million people to pick from. Uh, well, now me and Travis got ourselves just a little bit more sauced before we jump into our picks, which might Saucy. be good or bad. So, um, it's gonna be good. It's always good. You never, oh, you never down. All people, of us ten plus units on positive this week. We've probably gotten to the point where people just <laughs> skip this part of the episode, so we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Um, Put fifteen units on Mizzou bye week line. They're probably like, you know what? We're gonna <laughs> skip the end of this episode. So we're just gonna we're just gonna go to their Twitter and look at their dog shit picks and yep. fade them. <laughs> All, right. Now the gods. All right. Um, my first pick is actually on Thursday night. Do you have one earlier? I have two Thursday night picks. What time Ooh. does your first one start? It's the NFL game. Ah, mine is at six p.m. So I all will, right. Uh, Let's look into it. Off. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. My first pick for I don't know if we're still calling this Degenerates Digest or what. It is Degenerates Digest. Sorry, I didn't. I can never say that when I'm <laughs> when I've been drinking this much. It's probably Baylor West Virginia. It sure is Baylor at West Virginia. You called that. There are a few Thursday night games, but that's probably the best one to choose from. Um, who do you think I was picking? Uh, Baylor. 
Ooh, you would be wrong, my friend. Really? And I and I flipped on this so many times. I and this is where this is why, and this is the only reason why. I think Baylor is the better team, but they're on the road. It's a Thursday night game in Morgantown. JT Daniels has played pretty good for West Virginia this year. I was looking at the stats. It seems like they run the ball a lot better. Um, they throw the ball a lot better than Baylor does. Now Baylor's defense performs a little bit better. Um, but Barely. I think home game, home atmosphere, you've got JT Daniels who's been playing well. I I think that they at least cover this three and a half point spread. I could see them winning outright, but I'm gonna take the points because I made the mistake last week of not taking the points with Kansas State. Um, or technically taking the points, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm only throwing a unit on it. I'm not super duper confident in this pick, but I do like West Virginia at home um, as the the underdog in plus three and a half for a unit. You know, I kind of like that. Um, one, I think a lot of people are going to look at this game in general and be like, oh, Baylor minus three and a half, better team, yeah. uh, laying the points. Then you got a factor and on the road in Morgantown, I mean, it's not like a crazy tough place to play, but you're going on the road for a conference matchup. It's going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but I cannot trust this Baylor team this year. I think I've gotten fucked on them twice yeah. now. That was another uh, reason that I just wasn't super confident in it. Like, I I have gotten screwed on them a couple times from – the coaching decisions made by Dave Aranda and I'm just not doing it again. So I don't hate that play getting three and a half. Um, you could lose. I mean, you lose by a field goal. I think it will be a close game. It'll be a good game. Definitely one of those nerve wracking games though. I don't really see a blowout in either way. Yeah. And the only thing that scares me a little bit, like even just in the slightest bit is that both teams had a bye week last week. So they've both had more time to prepare, but I think that that could in a way benefit Baylor just a little bit more, but we'll see. And both are three and two against the spread. It's not a bad, it's not a bad pick to take the home team here with the points. So I kind of like that. Um, so if you have two picks. I imagine your other one's Monday or Thursday night football. It is. Yep. I hope we have the same pick. It is commanders at bears. I cannot ever. I couldn't. I don't know if is yours total or on team. Mine is on the team. All right. I could never. I could never ever ever put myself out in a situation to bet on <laughs> what the Bears have looked like this year in Justin Fields. That team. That offense looks horrible. I do think, given their record, does not say so. The Commanders are the better team. The Commanders have the better quarterback, the better weapons. I'm taking. It's even. So I'm taking the commander's money line for just one unit, just because I, I mean, I obviously don't trust them that much, but I do have faith in the pick. I have so much faith in that pick. It is. I did two units on it um, just because I, I, I mean, I'm a bears hater as a Packers fan. So I, I love watching. But I'm a Carson Wentz hater and I'm still betting on it. Right. Right. And to be fair, you know, outside of, again, it's, it's those big moments that Carson Wentz struggles with but he's looked pretty decent as a quarterback. You know, I'm not going to say he's good, but he's definitely been above average this year. He just kind of falls flat when it matters, but I don't think he's going to do that against this bears team. And I don't think it's one going to matter because this offense on the bear side is not going to move the ball well enough for it to be like, I, I think a huge factor. I think this game could stay close, but I think that the commanders win this game. They're the, they're the better team here. 
They are an above average bad football team. The Bears are a bad, bad football team. That's that's kind of the way I look at it. If you're not going to let Justin Fields, who I would argue even if you did, probably still wouldn't perform very well, but if you're not going to let him throw the ball, you're not going to be successful on that side of the ball, and their defense hasn't looked that good either. So, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonix Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. I, I agree. I, give me the commanders. I'm taking a money line. Like you said, it was even anyways. I I saw it at plus a hundred. So I'm going to take that for two units. And yeah. Not. Even plus a hundred, same thing. Cause you're getting the same value out of it. Um, just whichever way you want to look at it, whichever way you yep. want to slice the tomato. Yeah. I love that. And then Jarrett will also, Jared always has a prop every week. Um, I guess it's not just Jared, but like at this point, we've come to realize to bet against it. Uh, bet Justin Fields under in pass attempts because it has hit in literally every single week. Yep. And until the books learn to put it at like fucking 15 and a half, it's going to continue to hit. <laughs> so. so last week it was at 24 and a half. The only reason it got even close to 21, which is where it ended up being, uh, was because they had a last second drive where they had to throw yep. it three times. So, uh, yeah. I'm glad we're on the same side of that pick. Um, I have two more NFL picks there on Sunday, but I have three college football picks on Saturday. Do you do you have any? I have two. Two. So why don't My you first start? one's at 11. Do you have one? I have one at 11 too, but you go for it because you have more. All right. Uh, my first one is at 11 o'clock. The other two are a little bit later. My first one is a is a game that you're going to think like, well, why are you betting this? I might stay away. It is Iowa State at Texas, 11 o'clock. The spread is 16 points here. Um, and I've been fa- I've faded Iowa State a lot this year and it's worked out for me. 16 points. There's something about this number that I really, really, really love. Uh, I'm taking Iowa State plus 16 if you haven't gotten that hint already. Iowa State has held Kansas and K-State to a total of 24 points in the last two weeks. Uh, I just struggle to see how Texas creates a difference in 16 points of separation here. They've played Baylor, Kansas, K-State. So what I just said, add Baylor. They've lost by a total of 11 points in those three games. Total of 11 points. I think it's a big letdown spot for Texas. I don't think there's a chance in hell they cover the 16 points. I'm doing a unit and a half. Iowa State plus 16. I love that pick. I almost put it on my slate. I did not, but I'm definitely leaning it. I will probably bet it personally and tell you. Let's go. Um, ex- exactly. I'm, I was like all year, not a big Iowa State believer, but man, that defense, it just comes to play. And, and it shuts out every 
single week. It blows my mind. And Texas is not like some overly impressive team this year. They're unranked. They did just blow out Oklahoma. Well, they're ranked. But, they're ranked now. They're twenty second. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but they they blew out Oklahoma, who also hasn't been that impressive this year, to be fair. Um. But Iowa State's defense is they just come to play, and I think sixteen and a half is way too big for a team that like you said, has lost three games by a combined 11 points, and all of those teams have been of of higher quality. So, yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that pick. I like it. I like it. Cool. Glad you agree. What's your What's your first college pick? I think you know what this one is because I will be at this game. It is an 11 a.m. game. I had to bet on it because I'm going to be there. It's the first college football game I've gotten to go to since I went to the Illinois-Virginia game last year in Charlottesville. Um, but I am driving to Illinois this weekend for Illinois homecoming game. They are playing Minnesota at 11 a.m. Um, Illinois is seven point dogs. Um, at least that's where I saw them. I think it's potentially moved to six and a half. I'm taking them at seven while I can. Um, and if I miss it, oh, well, I'll take them at six and a half too. Um, I'm putting two units on it. I love this pick at plus six and a half. Minnesota is a good football team. Illinois is a questionably good football team. Um, they are five and one. They just jumped into the top 25. Uh, Minnesota actually just fell out of the top 25 after their loss last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was. Um, but Illinois at home this year has not given up a touchdown. Now, granted, it has been to Wyoming. It has been to, I believe it was Tulsa or some team that starts with a T. I can't think off the top of my head. But then they also didn't obviously allow a touchdown to Iowa, and they only allowed one touchdown to Wisconsin on the road. Um, their defense has been playing really good. Chase Brown is the leading rusher in all of college football this year. Um, he has the most rushing yards. They, they run the ground game really well. The only thing that scares me about this pick that I am just a little shaky on is that, uh, good old Danny DeVito, his name's Tommy DeVito got hurt last week and was out for the entire game, which is why that game ended up just being nine to six. I think they probably would have handled Iowa a little bit better with him but they had to put in Art Sikowski, who is their backup quarterback, who's been there for a couple of years, and he started Dog at shit. Rutgers. Um, he's not very good, but he can hold <laughs> his own. If Art Sikowski has to start this game this weekend, I will be a little more nervous about this pick. If but he if, has to, if he yeah. has to start, it's rough. Um, this game is tough. It's a very, very, very tough game to handicap. I understand why you're picking it. Being a homecoming, Mizzou created, by the way, Dog, uh, <laughs> plus six and a half. I mean, I don't hate it, especially being ranked, being a good team. The only thing I hate about this is both defenses are insane. They're only allowing rough, uh, right around eight points per game. Uh, but Minnesota has the better offense. But again, then again, you can't really ever use that as a telltale sign because you never know how they're going to get going against a good defense. Both these teams lean heavily on the run. Both these teams are very, very, very good against the run. So, I mean, I, it's tough. I can't say be... I dislike it. I liked it a lot more earlier in the week when it was like four and a half to five. Now that it's six and a half to seven, I will stay away from it. I just cannot bring myself to bet on Illinois when I've seen what they have put out on the field in the past, which I'm sure you can understand. Oh, I do. And and for those of you who are listening, I will always be a true son. Mizzou is my is my forever <laughs> main team. Um, the only reason I'm even going to this, not the only reason, but it's a big reason, is because my fiance 
obviously was also an Illinois alum, so she wanted to go back. So we're it's going understandable. Back. It'll be um, a fun time. Not yeah. saying it won't be. Yeah, and it's always it's fun to good. bet. My on the team. My worry is is with this game as a like a fan is I think it's going to be a pretty similar game to that Iowa game last week. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be boring. Um, there wasn't even a touchdown scored in that Iowa game last week. Um, and so I could see that happening, which is kind of why I lean the plus seven is because I could see it just being like a, a dump fest of punt after punt after punt. And then the final score being like 10 to seven. Um, we'll see. I like it though. I just wanted to bet on it cause I'm going to be there. You don't right. have to tell me, but I did put two units on it cause I'm, I'm going to ride the hot hand until, um, they prove me wrong. The only loss, by the way, this year, the only loss that they have is the game that I bet against them on the spread and it hit. So if I'm betting on them on the spread again, <laughs> hopefully that means it hits again. So. I think, uh, looking at this game, I think they either win by like a, a touchdown or more, or they lose by a touchdown or more. Like if I think you might be better off, and I'm not going to say this this way you, <laughs> to bet money line to, to like sprinkle a little bit on the money line if you're willing yeah. to bet on Illinois, if we're being honest, because. It's not a bad idea. I mean, why not? I th- I think that's what that's either way it goes. Because if if Minnesota can figure out a way to move the ball, they're going to do so, and they're going to do so, and they're going to fucking just cream them. If they can't, then Illinois is going to get in their head. They're going to be on the road, a hostile environment, and they're going to come back. They're just going to yeah. come out and win the game. So I don't hate that. My next pick is at two thirty on Saturday, uh, not an eleven o'clock game. It is a game that probably nobody will tune into including probably <laughs> myself because there's a ton of good 230 games. I'm not betting on them. Probably end up will, but that I'm not putting out there because uh, I don't want to watch, but it is Ohio at Western Michigan. Uh, weird game. Very, very weird spread. It is pretty much even. I think Ohio State or Ohio is minus one and a half. I'm taking them on the money line at minus 120. They are on the road. They are incredibly the much better team. I don't care what you say. Their defense, very, very, very suspect. They are the worst in the MAC division. Western Michigan, closer towards the top. However, on the flip side of things, Ohio has the best offense in the MAC. Western Michigan has the worst I think this is more of who can score the ball rather than who's going to be able to stop the other team. That is why I am leaning on Ohio. Uh, might be a trap line. I know I know there's probably some people that are going to be riding Western Michigan because it's a home game. I don't care. I think that Ohio's the better team. Their quarterback is only doesn't turn the ball over a lot, keeps it in his hands, 14 touchdowns, only two picks. I'm going Ohio on the money line at one and a half units. I am be honest with you. I don't know anything about these teams or this game. You wouldn't. I, Why would you? I I like the <laughs> I like the diving deep. I like the the deep pick. And typically games like that, I feel like if you if you do your research, they normally turn around in your favor because nobody else is looking at them. So exactly, exactly. All right. Um, you have one more I, college pick. Oh, Who is it? I do too. Um, it is. A 2.30 game as well. It is the opposite of what you just said. It is probably a game that everybody will tune into. There's a lot of good 2.30 games. I ha- I had to do it. Alabama at Tennessee at 2.30. Um, and, and again, this is another quarterback up in the air one, but I'm going to be honest with you. Even if Bryce Young plays, I still love this pick. I Hendon Hooker has played lights out this year for Tennessee. 
Um, it pains me to say it because I'm not a Tennessee fan. I don't want to be a Tennessee fan, but I'm not. I, I'm I not don't, an Alabama fan. I don't so. either. But I think I would rather. I would rather see them win over Alabama. I Absolutely. Like chaos. Absolutely. I will root and for Tennessee that reason, all day in this game. For that reason, I'm taking Tennessee plus seven and a half at one unit. Just putting a unit on it. But again, the Bryce Young, you know, up in the air, not really sure if he's going to play or not. Even if he does play, might not be a hundred percent healthy. Um, again, I think he's going to play. There, I don't think there's a way. Well. I don't yeah. think there's a way that they let him not play with a so, top ten matchup like this too. Their season's pretty much on the line here. If you lose. You're, I mean, you're still going to probably go to the SEC championship game, and if you win that, you're in the playoff, whatever. Um, but losing is going to make it a lot tougher. We'll just put it that way. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I don't know, man. It's just it, it. Something screams to me upset at home at Tennessee, but I, I'm taking so the seven going, and a half points. I was gonna say you're so you're going money. No, 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 no. I'm going <laughs> seven and a half points. I'm gonna take the points. I'm only putting a unit on it because I'm not super duper confident. But that Tennessee team has looked very, very tough this year, and I think they'll continue to be tough whether they win or not um, against Alabama this weekend. I mean, they have already beaten three ranked teams themselves. Granted, they might not be the best ranked teams, and they might right. not be Alabama caliber, but they just put a fucking pounding on LSU in death. Is it Death Valley? That's what they call it, right? Something like that. So I don't know. Either way, <laughs> uh, pounding on them there. Um, so yeah, I like that. And then meanwhile, Alabama should have lost to A and M if they knew yep. how to call and play. Uh, Regardless of the fact, I like this. I stayed away from it, but now that you have it, I'll probably end up tailing it. I like the seven and a half. You get that hook. They can lose by a touchdown. They can get it back to recover, whatever it may be. Hell, I think they have a solid chance at possibly taking this game. Am I going to yep. bet the plus 235? No, because I don't think it's worth the money. Um, but I like this at home for them. I think you get it here at this number. Regardless, I don't think you're going to lose a whole lot. I don't think Bryce Young's out and it goes. If, if Bryce Young gets ruled out, you're going to get fucked on this number because it's going to go the other way. Yep. If he is playing, I think it might move to like eight, eight and a half. I don't think it's going to move a whole lot. Yep. But I like it. I like the pick. I really do. Um, my next pick <laughs> is another 230 game. One that, again, you're not going to want to watch. But... <laughs> Put some money on it. It is Texas State at Troy University in the line. What a game. What a game, right? You're going to want to fucking tune into this bad boy. The line is 16 and a half. Now, I'm trying to connect the dots here to figure out why this number is at 16 and a half. I just can't unless I just didn't do correct research and someone huge is out. I'm not sure. Texas State's three and three. Troy's four and two. 
Troy's quarterback has well, now they brought in someone else, but their main quarterback was not doing very well. Their backup quarterback, um, which is, I believe it's Jarrett Daggy. He used to play at West Virginia. The dude's got to be super old by now. Like, I mean, he's got to be probably pushing 25, 26 years old. Still playing college football. Either way, at home, I can't, I just can't wrap my head around how they're going to beat this team by 17 points. They both average around roughly the same offensive yards, defensive yards. Like there's a little bit of indifference. Texas State's coming off a win versus Appalachian State, who Troy lost to earlier in the year. Texas State beat App State? Texas State just beat App State this past weekend by 12 points. Wow. And Troy lost to them at the end of September. So I don't know how you get those reversed to where Texas State's going to be plus 16 and a half, but I'm taking that all day at a unit and a half. Yep. I don't blame (laughs) you at all. And like App State's not a terrible team. And if they beat them by, you said 12, I mean, the the, the plus money doesn't make, or the plus line doesn't make any sense to me, especially in double digits like that. Almost, almost a three score game is a three score game. Well, yeah, yeah. They'd have to lose by three scores in order for this to not hit. So I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, they've lost two. So their first game of the year, Nevada, isn't good. Like the horrible loss. I think they play them now. They beat them. But then they lost to Baylor and James Madison, who is insane right now. And then on the flip side, Troy has lost to Ole Miss and App State. So, I mean, they have two quality losses as well. But I just can't see a world in which they get 17 points of difference here. Kind of like what I was saying earlier with uh, Iowa State and Texas. Like, it's going to be a closer game than, I think, 17 points. So, that's what I have. All right. I like it. Um, I'm going to say this out. How many games do you have left, first of all? I have two games left, and then I'll just toss in a parlay at the end because it's combined of college and NFL. I don't have a parlay. I also have two games left, and I can tell you right now, one of them is the exact same. Um, so... I'll just jump right into it because we can both give our quick talking points. It is the New York Jets at Green Bay. Um, I both halfway got convinced by Travis and convinced myself to go ahead and bet this game. I'm going to be pissed about it. We're both going to talk shit about it when I'm in the car on Sunday driving back to Virginia. Um, But I'm taking Green Bay minus seven right now. That's where they're at. I'm putting two units on it. I didn't even want to bet this game. Full disclosure for everybody listening, I hate betting on my own teams. Because I just it's know tough. that it's double heartbreak if it ends up not hitting. Um, but I couldn't pass up on this line. I When Travis mentioned it in passing earlier about betting on them, I was like, oh, I'm staying away from that. But then I started to look at it. I was like, it's a touchdown. They're coming off of a bad loss in London. Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed. At home. They're at home. The defense There's a is going to be pissed of- the way that they played. And all they really have to do is stop the run. And if they can do that, and I know that they struggled last week against Barkley, but really only on a couple plays. They gave up a couple large chunk plays. Um, I, I think that they can contain New York. And then I think that Aaron Rodgers, you got a little more time under your belt with some of these rookies. Romeo Dubs is really kind of coming to himself. Alan Lazard looks pretty good. And if you utilize your fucking running backs, two of the best running backs, or maybe not best running backs, but best running back duo in the league. Yeah. You should put up points here. Yeah. Um, and I can see this being a game and the number where it's like 
big enough like touchdown where it's not super square and it's not like one that's going to get a lot of the money. So that's kind of where I like it. I would I would predict this to I would think this would be at like nine and a half points. So mm-hmm. you're getting in my eyes like two points of value. I like it. I have them minus seven at two units. There's no way that you don't come back after a loss like that and just mollywop the motherfucking Jets. There's no way. You have to. You have to do it for the team, for like just for the like team morale. You have to beat them by more than seven points. You can't come out and beat the Jets at home by four points. Can't do it. And, and here's what's going to happen for everybody listening. They're going to come out. They're going to be up by 17 at the half. And they're going to win by 40. And then they're going to win by <laughs> and then they're going to win by four or lose. No, I, I really do hope that it's like the thing that they're, sucks they is like the past few years, and I, maybe I'm just forgetting, but the past few years, it feels like that the Packers have really not put a beat down on anybody. And no yeah. better time than now to put a true like 38 to three, just knock them out of the water, get your anger out, victory. But we're riding on that to be that game for both of us. I like it. I'm glad that you ride that with me. So now we're riding a couple picks this weekend. We are riding a couple picks picks this weekend. I like it. I like it a lot. My last NFL pick, because that was yours. You only have one more as well, right? Yep. All right. My last NFL pick is a noon game. This might be a square pick, and it might be a trap game, but I don't care because I can't risk not taking it. Um, It is the Bengals at the Saints. Uh, Bengals are one and a half point favorites. I'm taking them. I'm just taking them uh money line at minus one thirty. doing a unit and a half on, on them. They're the better team. They're the better offense through and through. Don't care what you say. Don't care what the saints just did. If they try to figure out their identity, I'm, I'm doing air quotes there. They played the fucking Seahawks. They're going to have a much, much tougher time. Don't care if it's at home against the Bengals. They got who dat versus who day. This is going to be a fucking nightmare. Uh, uh, Yeah, I got to go to the Bengals here. They're the better team. They have the better offense, and that's what's going to come down to it. We're we're pretty on the same page this weekend. I don't have this as my last pick, but I did almost bet this, and I probably will bet it. Um, I I really like that pick, too. You're right. The the Bengals are the better team. I know they've had their struggles this year. I know. Yeah, they they haven't looked great protecting Joe Burrow, but, but the saints are still the saints and they also still don't have Jameis Winston, if I'm correct. So if you're going to throw Andy Dalton out there and then have Taysom Hill, former bangle. True. That is true. Trap game. No, just no. Um, <laughs> the, the only thing that worries me is that saints defensive line getting to Joe Burrow so much. However, if you're Zach Taylor and you're heading into, into New Orleans, you have to be scheming against that. Uh, figure out plays that you can get the ball out quick. You have the wide receivers do that. You have the running backs do that. You have P. Ryan, Mixon, Chase, Boyd. You have all these weapons. Use them, please. Yeah. No, I I was about to say the same thing. I was like, you have to be able to draw a place to where that ball is out of his hands in under two and a half seconds. Um, If not quicker, to where you're just running short screens, you're running dump off some some quick in routes, some quick slants, things like that to get these guys open. You have good receivers. You have good talent on that side of the ball to where they should be able to create separation pretty quickly in those situations and kind of move the ball down the field. So um, my last pick, I was talking to Trav about this earlier, is a game that I picked literally two minutes before this podcast started. Um, I have no data to back this up whatsoever. So if you do not want to tail, that is fine. 
But I looked at this number. I looked at the teams that were playing, and I really just couldn't pass it up. It is not a spread, but it is a noon game. It is the Ravens at the Giants. The over-under is 44-and-a-half, and I'm taking the over. I like it. I, I like it a lot. I, I looked at this number. I was like, these teams, they seem to score the ball. Like the, the Giants, as much as, you know, I'm still not a huge believer, and they did just beat the Packers this past week, but they seem to put up enough points a week. The Ravens like to put up points every week, it seems like. And maybe, I, again, I'm pulling numbers out of my ass here. I didn't do any research on this. I just saw it, and I was like, I don't know how I can't take the over here. This could easily, it, it all it takes is a 24 to 21 game in the overhits. I was going to say, I sometimes those are the best bets. Like you just yep. look at something and you're like, boom, I like it. I have a couple of those on my leans that I'll put out uh, on Saturday morning for college football slate that we kind of what we did last week. So if you're not, yep. if you didn't listen to this and you see our pick sheet, or if you are listening to this and you see our pick sheet, we don't have all of our plays on there. We retweet plays from our personal accounts uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings that we like for lean. So look for those as well. Um, I mean, I like that play. I like it a lot. I like I liked the Ravens, but again, on the road, that three and a half kind of wishy-washy. I like the over yep. a lot better than that. So good pick. I got one more parlay or one more play, one more play that is a parlay, and then we'll let you guys go. It is a five-teamer. It's a combo. It's college football and NFL because I'm tired of getting screwed. So I picked something that I think <laughs> I have a little bit more confidence in. I just got to get some units back at this point, guys. But I do like this regardless. Um, there's three college football legs. They go Utah state money line at Colorado state. Colorado state didn't even score a touchdown last week in one. It was a fluke game. Still one of the worst teams in college football. I can't get, can't prove me wrong. 100%. Uh, James Madison at Georgia Southern James Madison ranked five and oh, they are dominating. I don't know what came of them. Georgia Southern coming off a big win against Georgia State. Don't think they do it again. I wanted to take James Madison and one of my picks with the spread, actually, which is 11. Figure I'd throw him in a parlay instead. So those are those two. Then I have Tulane at South Florida. South Florida, horrible dog shit team. One win on the season, Tulane, been cruising. Uh, so I really like that. They've, they've even beat K-State. Two money line plays in the NFL slate. It is the Packers at the Jets. Kind of covers me if the Packers don't cover the spread. I think they win that game. There's no chance they lose. And then I have the Bucks at the Steelers. Uh, could be a, an upset game, but after what the Steelers have looked like, I don't think so. Those five teams will net you plus 220, and I've got my one last unit on it. I like it. I like that a lot. I James Madison, I mean, we could spend a whole 10 minutes <laughs> talking about what the hell's going on there. Um, First season yeah, in, in the FBS. In the FBS, and they are cruising 5-0. and oh, whooping the fuck down on teams and rat and it's kind of crazy because that would be a team that you would think that like in future years a big power five school would pay to come there fuck no you're not paying me yeah and for those of you who don't know where james madison is it is in the the boonies of virginia um it is in harrisonburg virginia and my supervisor that uh who was my boss at work actually graduated from JMU, big JMU fan. So shout out to her. Shout out to that. I believe uh, crazy. I believe uh, PMT did from part of my take. I think he went to JMU as well. Really? Interesting. Kinda crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, which is kind of crazy too, because they have, I don't know if it's the reason why they're good or not, but Todd Sentio, who is a sixth year quarterback, 
so he's got to be old. Played for Temple for three years, played for Colorado State the last two years, and then he transferred to JMU. So he's got some years under his belt. Yep. But either way, it's a good program. They have good things looking forward. That is my parlay. Those are our picks. And then here are Jared's picks. So here I am with my picks this week, and I have a few different ones for you. I'm trying to mix things up. I'm sure we all are with how terrible they have been. So I'm going to keep this short, keep this quick. Um, I have been doing a method the last few weeks. Now, I haven't been breaking the mold, but it is five and four um, with, you know, a little up over a unit and a half um, over the last, just this past weekend. I did end up doing four college bets with it and five NFL picks with it, um, and I went five and four total. So um, here's what I'm looking at this week. First of all, I'm Thursday night game. This is kind of like a TBD pick, but I have been taking the under on Justin Fields passing attempts every single game this year. Now Vegas is starting to kind of adjust the line because it was at 30 with the Packers and it was at 25 the week after that. And then this past week it was 23 and a half or 24 and a half. I think they're going to keep it around there. So if Justin Fields passing attempts is anywhere over 23, if it's 22 and a half, I'm not taking it. If it's 23 and a half or higher, I'm taking it. So I will do two units potentially on Justin Fields under on passing attempts against the Washington Commanders on Thursday Night Football. Again, if it's anything under 23 and a half, I'm staying away from it completely. So keep that in mind. Um, outside of that, I am also going to look um, at a potential prop on Sunday. It just depends on who is starting at quarterback for the Dolphins. Looks like two is not going to be back. Um, and I don't think Teddy's going to be back either from concussion protocol. It looks like we're going to start rookie quarterback Skylar Thompson. Came in last week, didn't look great, but Raheem Mostert has really kind of positioned himself as running back one, and I think to beat the Vikings on Sunday, the Dolphins got to run the ball quickly and often. If Raheem Mostert's over on rushing yards is anywhere under 55, I'm taking that. So I would do a unit on that, but those are both TBD bets. I'll say that I'll have a few other. I'm going to kind of do mine differently this week. I'm going to give a few that I'm looking at, and I'm really going to firm up my card as the games happen. So follow me on Twitter, and I'm always going to tag the Two Drunk Brothers account as well. I'm looking at a few bets right here. I have three college and five NFL picks I'm kind of eyeballing. I'm looking at Syracuse minus three and a half. This is on Saturday at 2.30. Um, they're at home against North Carolina State. Uh, public is all over. North Carolina State, because theoretically they are the better team. They're looking at it like, why is this a better team? The underdog. Um, but, you know, sharp money is all over Syracuse. Syracuse not a bad team. They played some tough competition this year. So I'm eyeballing that. Not really sure if I'm going to take that or not. But if I did, it'd probably be like a smaller play, a unit or so. Um, a big money play that I really, really like, it's probably would be a unit and a half to two unit bet for me. I'm um, looking at Florida State at home on Saturday at 630 against uh, number five or number four Clemson. I don't know, don't know where they're ranked at right now particularly. Um, but Florida State is three and a half point dogs at home. I love home dogs in college football. I think college, if you're looking at home away, college football is one of the sports where you can really kind of take that into effect. I'm sure Tallahassee will be buzzing on Saturday night with with a big-time team coming to town. Could be a potential upset. Maybe worth a little bit of sprinkle on the money line for, for the Seminoles. Uh, but I do like Florida State plus three and a half. Again, I'm probably going to do a unit and a half to two units on that. Um, and then I'm also looking at a Pac-12 uh, later night game on Saturday. It is USC at Utah. Again, kind of same thing. USC's ranked higher. They're in the top 10. 
Um, they are underdogs on the road against the, the Utes. Uh, Utah's minus three and a half point favorites. I would probably buy the hook to three here and take the Utah Utes. Um, good and same thing. Public money's all over USC. They're looking at this as a top 10 team uh, who's underdogs on the road. Uh, why not get the value there? But um, I like the Utes to get this one done. Again, smaller play, probably a unit or so on this one. Buy it down to three. Utah minus three at home against uh, USC on Saturday night. Then some NFL picks on Sunday. Listen, I really, really like the Cleveland Browns at home against the Patriots minus three on Sunday at noon. Um, I think this is an overreaction to the Patriots beating a bad Lions team. Really, really handily last week. I think Cleveland's still good, even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They have a solid running uh, running game between uh, Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt. Um, so I like the Browns minus three, probably at a unit or a unit and a half. Um, another one that you guys are probably going to call me crazy for, but they are the only team undefeated against the spread this year in the NFL, and that is the Atlanta Falcons. They're six-point home dogs against the Niners this weekend. Um, but again, public is all over um, the the Niners. Niners are good, but this is a game I feel like that they could potentially drop. So I like the Falcons at plus six here. Again, smaller play, probably unit, unit and a half. Um, and then I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday night football game. Uh, Man, I'm telling you what, I really, really like Philly minus five in this spot here. Again, public money all over Dallas, rightfully so. They've been hot. They've been playing well with Cooper Rush, a quarterback. I would keep an eye on this one. This is like, a, again, a TBD bet for me. But if Dallas starts Dak Prescott, I'm hammering Philly in this spot. I think they are going to come out slow and sluggish with a change of quarterback. If Cooper Rush is still in, I'll probably, be a little, I'll probably still bet the Eagles, probably at, at a lower amount. But if Dak Prescott's playing, Give me the Eagles minus five all day. Again, probably a two-unit play for me there. And uh, I'll give you one more that I'm going to keep an eye on. It's the Monday night game, uh, Broncos at Chargers. Denver plus five. Um, the Chargers have played consistently played teams close when they shouldn't. They beat uh, Cleveland by two points on Sunday. Their coach, to me, is a moronic jackass, uh, Brandon Staley. Uh, he makes some stupid idiotic decisions when he doesn't need to because of quote-unquote analytics. Um, and I think Denver's due for, for a big game here. So uh, Denver plus five is what I'm eyeballing on the, Monday, on the Monday night game. Again, it's a long ways away, but right now, public's all over Denver, but the big money, uh, sorry, public's all over uh, the Chargers, but the big money is coming in on Denver. The Sharps are all over them. So those are like my picks that I'm looking at. Again, I'll tweet out my official plays both Saturday and Sunday morning um, for that Thursday night game, that prop for Justin Fields. I'll make sure you guys know about that. I'll tag the Two Jeff Brothers account, but that's what I'm eyeballing this week. Um, take a look at it. Run it down again. Justin Fields under on passing attempts. If it's anything under um, 23 and a half, I'm, uh, or sorry, anything over 23 and a half, I'm taking it, taking the under. Um, Raheem Mostert's rushing yards, anything under 55, I'm taking the over. Syracuse minus three and a half, Florida State plus three and a half, Utah minus three, Cleveland minus three against um, uh, the Pats, Atlanta plus six at home against the Niners, Philly minus five at home against Dallas, and Denver plus five on the road on Monday Night Football against the Chargers. Have a great week. I'll see you guys back on the podcast next week. Peace. All right. So those are our picks for you guys this weekend. Uh, we will see you next week. I'm going to eat in a really spicy chip, so you want to tune into that. <laughs> and uh, without further ado, we will see you on the flippity flip. Peace. Peace.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.